0: Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, dude?
1: You didn't get me this time.
0: Hey, I I know, but you let's si- talk. I want to talk about this because you're throwing some shade because I'm, I'm growing a man done. bun and it looks like you got a problem with oh, it. Oh,
1: please don't have a man bun. Why? because I have a pocket knife.
0: This is coming from a and my guy. my pocket
1: knife is razor sharp.
0: That has well speaking of that your glasses are lift, razor sharp right now it, too.
1: Hey, I will lift it and slice it.
0: You're he's talking about me having a man bun while he's wearing that on his face right now. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. This is
1: <laughs> This is
0: You're like I have This is earned. I have hot pink okay. glasses hey,
1: on. This is earned. With age. Yes. Right. Good and grief. And a man bun man, ba- man buns are the ponytails of this this generation. I mean, I I get it, I get it. Here, let me pet you. Oh, yeah, I understand. I'm gonna tell
0: Pastor I, Joseph. I you, I'm gonna tell Pastor Joseph you said something. He's younger he, than you. Here's my. No, opinion. he's not. I think we're the same age. Here's my
2: opinion okay. on the man bun. If you're gonna rebel, freaking rebel. Sorry, rebel. Don't put your hair up like a woman, and wear it in a bun. So you're
0: saying
1: lay it down. I, let I'm it saying come down. be a man. Lay it down. I will. I'm eating a mint right now.
0: I'm going a man, but sometimes, and then sometimes, I'm gonna be just letting it out. You N- know, you don't ever no, need I to put it, it in
1: a in a bun. <laughs> what you wore your hair in a ponytail. Heck yeah, I okay? do. I wore more my, my hair in a ponytail oh, back before went the, the military. You to wear a ponytail? Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry wears his hair in a ponytail. Indians. I've never
0: seen your hair down. Yeah. you ever wear your hair
2: down at yeah, all? Yeah, he does. Indians wore their hair in ponytails when hunting the white
0: buffalo. Larry looks like Raiden, dude. You know who Raiden is from Mortal Kombat? You probably don't know Mortal Kombat, no. I know this. I, I Even I, I don't. And I, I,
1: okay, go ahead.
0: Indians didn't hunt white
1: buffalo with a man bun.
0: They had ponytails. I bet they put their hair up somehow. They may they have. They braided it. They may have. That's why they it. braided
1: it, to yeah. keep it from flying while they're running through the woods right. and catching. I mean... Is that biblical? I think that that was a biblical uh, story, wasn't it, where the guy's running on the horse and, and his hair catches in a limb and then hangs
0: him? No, yeah. I don't remember that, no. Oh. Uh-huh. So they it caught in a tree and they came and lanced him, huh? Yeah. Huh. Well, so I guess
2: there's argument for man buns.
0: <laughs> okay, so I I, get it. I wanted to go over something with you guys, and then I had a, a – God woke me up in the middle of the night and said something, and I want to get you guys' his hey, opinion. God, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. What? Did you change gears or are we saying We're switching that gears? God woke you up in the middle of the night and, and told you told to, me grow to do a, a man, bun. B- man bun? Yeah, no. he did. No, he
0: didn't. <laughs> God's up there going, I would never <laughs> uh, say yes. that, dude. No. I'm fine <laughs> with you going bald, bro. <laughs> I'm <a little> confused. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of, no, I did want to switch gears here. Um, so, uh, first of all, I wanted to say this, and I've told you guys this in private, but I want to say it. I, I went on a podcast this week, but. From the last week, I've been I've been thinking about that. And I want to say this in front of our audience to everyone in this room that I could not do this show without any of you guys in this room. And oh. I want to thank you that. And I went on a podcast this week, and I told them that. And, and but and I'm sitting here being nice about my team and stuff, and I'm like, they're not even going to hear this. And so I wanted to tell you guys that that I, last week, I've always known that God had a reason for you guys to be here, and I've always known I needed you. But last week, I was like, I couldn't do this without you. Any all of you, and so I appreciate you guys being here. Well, Uh
1: likewise, Zach,
0: and you guys impact the show in your own way in every single way. Like, and I know even the people that don't see Larry over here, Larry Autry, he's our spiritual warrior. I mean, I was sitting there watching him like a hawk last week because i was uncomfortable and i need to start i need to get lasik or something because i can't see him i'm trying to look over there like what's he doing is he okay with this is he not okay with this like you know you've
1: made fun of my glasses so i'll explain why i'm not doing lasik period not gonna happen but
0: you need 14 glasses well i
1: put off getting bifocals forever and this is my removable bifocals I can't. I can no longer see this. I can see you fine, but I can no longer see this, and I'm due for glasses. So,
0: if you guys are listening to the show right now on audio only, you have to go to the YouTube at least right now to go see what is Larry's got on his face. Hey, PP's got his glasses on. Deal with it. Everybody say, call Larry with me, PP. And and
1: once again, I am comfortable enough in my sexuality not to be worried about the little tiny red glasses that I'm wearing.
0: Well, I didn't say nothing about sexuality, but now you bring it up. I mean, you know what I mean?
1: I'm not so concerned about
0: it. So I've been actually pretty and busy. Do not
1: give the devil a foothold.
0: Uh, Boom. Which would be a man bun. Is that what you'd say? <laughs> that's a handhold. <laughs> yeah, that's a handhold. That's yeah. a handhold. Yeah. And you could do a two finger grip on that bad boy, yeah. which is, you know what I mean? But yeah.
1: So uh, I remember one of the first U.S. See, well, I got really connected with the UFC in 1, 2, and 3. And I think it is in 3 where Chemo, I think is his name, uh, got his ponytail ripped off. He what a, is that? UFC, what pony. is that? You don't know what UFC is?
0: Well, I'm thinking of the martial art, the uh, Yeah, the I'm sport. talking about when it first started. Oh yeah, I'm yeah talking, UFC one yeah yeah I'm talking with about with like Gracie. I watched one
1: and two, three, four. I, yeah. I think I went through the first. I think I recorded like the first uh, ten or twenty, and then they changed the rules. And once they changed the rules, I quit watching them. But
0: I'm the ma- I'm a massive UFC fan now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I the first one Chemo was a pretty stout dude, but he had like the shade, head shaved and then a mohawk with a ponytail, and it was about this long, and the guy. Got, he was, he was in the kind of sort of the Gracie guard with his feet uh-huh. holding him, and and Kimo was leaning over, pounding on him like this, and the guy just reached up and grabbed hold of that ponytail,
0: jerked him down, and
1: jerked him down into him so he couldn't hit him anymore. And then
0: that's why Kimo they reached
1: um, back, and that ponytail just ripped.
0: They out. do those cornrow braids now for that reason, yeah. So they don't, you can't grab them. They do those cornrow braids now, so they're tight and they tighten well, that. I don't see anything. any man
1: buns in there on that UFC.
0: Well, Maybe there will be that'd one be, when I get there. Grabbing one. them. Um. Do, do you remember this guy? Um. I remember they my may first
1: rules about it. Now. I remember my first like
0: UFC that. fight ever. Um. Do you remember a guy named Trey Taligman? He was missing half of a rib cage. No. Like he like had this big dent and no.
1: That that was old super old school. Mine had the five hundred and four pounder. Yeah. Right. And and then the giant killer which was uh his name was kevin something or another and he did karate and he broke his hand with i think i think that counted like 80 or so unanswered blows to the head and he couldn't that's back when it was he couldn't go well no yeah that was back when you fought in the semis and then you finals and then you you got down to the last two guys that night
0: yeah, in the and same night. Fought, yeah. yeah. You I, remember the guy that wore one, one boxing glove? The night
1: guy, you know?
0: You remember that wore one boxing glove? The guy that wore one boxing glove? No. That's a that was old back in that day. I don't know. Those might might have been closer to like the 5 to 10 era. Something like that. 10 to
1: 15. Well, it, that doesn't mean I didn't watch it. I I just didn't you don't remember, remember all of them.
0: Okay, so I wanted to get your guys I opinion on something. Ken Shamrock going against Royce
1: yeah. Gracie yeah. and that fight lasted for 45 minutes or 45 minutes or something like that. I mean, it was like, it was a bunch of holds and, Uh and, you know, and just wearing them out. And it took forever to get that thing done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the ground uh, fights are still kind of boring sometimes. So, okay. So, God's woke me up a couple times. And one I'm not even going to tell you about because it's, who knows what it means, but. God. Yeah. He woke me up last night at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I've been sending, I wake up and I'll send Angela a text message so somebody will keep me honest about him lately, but. Um, usually when God starts to talk to me like this, at least last time he did, it means that I'm probably fixing to go through something again, which this time I'm, I'm just like, we talked about it today. It's like, whatever it is, let's just, let's rip, let's go. You know what I mean? Like we're, we can't stop it. Let's just go. It's not like I'm going to give up my faith faith. Let's just, let's go right through it. But, um, I got woke up in the middle of the night and God told me Gog and Magog, right? Oh, and okay yeah and so i woke up and I, I could show you the proof too i got a screenshot oh it's on my phone i got a screenshot of it. it's like 3 23 in the morning and i woke and i woke up and i um i woke up and i i texted angela that and i woke up and fought with god for the while because i was tired and some it's sometimes it's hard for me to go back to sleep so i'm like god i'll remember it and he's like no you won't text write it down and i'm like no i'll remember it's fine i'll i'll deal with it in the morning no you need to grab it so i grabbed my phone and i and I texted Angela at Gog and Magog, and then I woke up the next morning, and I um, I just been been having a lot of work this week, so I googled it. I googled what that what it is, and um, my brain always goes to something that about me, and I'm like, and it talks about like joining Satan's army or is Satan gathering an army for the end times or something like that, and I'm like, is God trying to warn me that I'm like joining Satan's army for the end times or something, but. Anyway, I didn't really have time to process what I read and stuff like that, so you guys always usually have a good idea what that means. Do you guys have any input on what possibly that could mean? Why well, God would be trying Gog to tell me. Gog
1: and lands, and they had their own gods, correct? Correct? Oh, they had their... That their own gods. Yeah, they have their own gods, and so there are places where it's mentioned. And go back to the land of Magog, or or even in Joshua where he's talking about, you know, to this, this day. Pick, I'll just go there.
0: Okay, just keep talking. Okay, I'll but, go find the verses. And he woke. Uh, he woke me up with that, and then, and I'll just say the other one. I don't know why, but last night I woke up again at like two o'clock in the morning, and um. He said, Tiffany, this weekend. And I was like, what? And I have no, we don't, um, she met a Tiffany this week, which is like our friend's daughter that she walks to school every week. But God said, Tiffany, this weekend. And so I texted her that. And then then I woke up this morning and I thought it was kind of a dream that I even texted her that. But then I looked at my text message and sure enough, I had texted her that. So... Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, he's been talking to me lately and so he's been talking to me lately and I just, um, I don't know what's going on, but I think it's a skill that I probably need to hone. I probably need to be in prayer a little Definitely bit more. Need to
1: strengthen it. That's for sure.
0: Well, I know that
1: in, it didn't. Re-
2: in revelations
1: 28,
2: mm-hmm. read it, Mark, um, says he will go out to deceive the nations called gog and magog
1: there it is
0: oh it's like a prophecy of the future Mm. In
2: every corner of the earth he will gather them together for battle a mighty army as numberless as the sands among the
0: seashore (gasps) oh so what god's talking about there so so Gog and Magog was an actual city and stuff, blah blah blah, stuff like that. But John in the Book of Revelations is talking about the final battle about yeah. about well, the name of the people of Satan's army is going to be Gog Could and Magog, right? Of all the nations, okay. It's
2: the final battle that they're, it's going to come against. Um,
0: and I instantly the thought, Jesus, when I read that, I instantly thought I was like, is God trying to warn me that I'm joining the um, enemy's camp? I told Chelsea that she was like, come on, man. Not everything's about you, you know, it's like, and I'm like, well, okay, are you sure? (laughs) I like Chelsea already. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, are you sure? It's not, I'm sure. No, she didn't say that exactly, but she said, um, she, I, I tend to put like a negative, like, I like to make sure I'm doing right by God. So I always try to put like the worst case scenario. That way I can be introspective. Mm-hmm. and look to see if I need to change something because that's the last thing you want to do is be going against God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can safely say we're not here. Um, but then also by me being that way, it's stopping me from actually seeing what God's um, trying to get me to see as well, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, it could be. So Gog and Magog is the name of the, Satan's army um, in the end days. Woo, that's powerful, huh? That's strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I was
1: trying to find it in the map section, but I unable to at this time,
0: I'll say this, I'll say this for the audience that's listening right now. Um, you are going to have, you are going to have to pick, um, an army that, that you're going to want to fight for in these last days. You're going to have to pick, there is no, there is no, um, stands, there's no seats, there's no, um, place to watch the battle. Um, there is only, um, participation.
1: You got choice, two choices.
0: Yeah. You're either going to be team Gog Magog, or you're going to be on, you're going to be on, um, team God. And I will tell you this, this is the only battle of all time that was pre-written the winner. And so, um, choose wisely. That's all I would say. Choose wisely.
1: That's actually great. Being able to say that ahead of time.
0: Yeah, choose wisely because I mean it should be a no brainer. Um it's pretty obvious right now that Satan's Satan's got his little lies in the in the um and he's and he's he's smart and he's cunning and he's um being smart about it, but we need to make sure that we're um
1: Magog is listed in uh, Ezekiel and Revelations.
0: So Ezekiel, it was probably talking, that's the Old Testament, that's probably talking about the actual Gog and Magog. And then Revelations is talking about that. Yeah. I mean, God, God's showing me the visions, ba- I mean, uh, six months ago, about the door closing, about the veil being lifted. I mean, like, I, I don't like being, I don't like being because I know that every generation before us has... You oh, here you go. Scream from the mountaintops about the end, but I think we're in the end times.
1: Ezekiel 38. Okay. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshish and Tubal. prophecy or prophesy against him and say, This is what the or the Sovereign Lord says. I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Mashish and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen, fully armed, and a great horde with the large and small shields of all of them brandishing their swords. I could keep going, but I won't. That's telling you right now. God's telling you or God used Ezekiel to tell them uh, in this prophecy against Gog yeah, they hey, will I'm not survive.
2: Yeah. And isn't the son of man a reference to Jesus?
0: Um so that's what John called him the son of man in in the yeah. book of John. John typically referred to Jesus as the son well, of man. Son of man. So it tells set your face against. against. Right.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah. So this is Ezekiel before Christ had come? Yes, very much so. So yeah. he's prophesying that there are gonna be two there'll be two warring factions, Gog and Magog, which and then the is on the side it, yeah. of the of, of the Prince of the Air, yeah. Satan, and then the Son of Man. Which is yeah.
1: mentioned people. in Revelation uh Revelation as well, where right. you were talking about.
0: So it's Team Jesus and Gog and Magog and, and then um Ezekiel was saying And that Jesus, Jesus is the victor yeah and then jesus is saying like hey it it, honestly in that bible verse it didn't it didn't say who exactly was going to win but the detail was that god was against them so you can gather who's going to win sounds
2: to me like when he says i'll put hooks in your mouth and drag you out yeah you and your whole army uh, bro
0: whether you want to fight or not you're going down (laughs) you and
1: your whole army
0: yeah that's the problem so so what do, you, what do you think that has to do with what he said to me? Do you, do you think America's Gog and Magog, or, or do you think there's just more of a faction that is Gog and Magog, or do you think it's an idea, a group of people? Um, what do you think?
1: Those that have set their heart against God.
2: Yeah. Those that have accepted doctrines of demons and have been seduced, those that are, have known and fallen away and chosen purposefully. Um, to turn from their God.
0: That's what Chelsea said, um, has been saying for like the last month um, about this is that God's building his case against humanity. That way, whenever, whenever the judgment comes that the person that is judged guilty, then they'll, they'll know there'll be no know argument. Exactly. There won't be an argument. There won't be a case. We won't need a jury trial. Well, um, we'll just know, you know,
1: I saw a little street preacher uh, on one of the little clips, tick, TikTok clips this morning and the guy goes, okay, so do you know the 10 commandments, right? And they, he was talking to two guys that I was surprised that they nodded their head. Yes. You know, from their appearance and he goes, so have you lied?
0: Yeah. I know who you're talking about.
1: He goes, uh, have you cursed God's name or used God's name and curse? Both of them nodded, you know, in the affirmative. And he goes, what about looking at a woman lustfully? Okay. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay, so we've only covered three of the Ten Commandments. And if you were to die right now on that, would you go to heaven or hell? And he goes, well, I'm I'm basically good, but on that evidence, I would have to say I would have to go to hell. Yep. Man, don't we live our life on the edge? <laughs> you know, all we have to do is ask for forgiveness, whether we have Christ in our heart or not. Uh, I, I had a prop, and I, I was going to bring it in. The Holy Spirit is our guidance. God promised us that when uh, Peter went to, the uh, upper room waited on his the helper the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came it was to help guide us in the correct way are we going to fall are we going to have falters yes 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 but the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the conviction to ask for forgiveness on that and then continue one of the things that I I did here recently and Man, the Holy Spirit's just not letting me let it go. Um, I bought some new equipment. I ordered some stuff, and they brought – they they never called me, so I finally got upset enough, and I went up there and got the stuff. And they had it, so I was grateful. But one of the things that I had done was order a head for my weed eater. And then they had one, and I said, go ahead. And um, because they put it twice on my paperwork – I called him and I said, okay, well, when you get in and let me know, I'll just come pick it up. I'll just buy two because I'll wear them out and I know that. Saves me from looking for them. Well, when I went up to go get the other stuff that I paid for and ordered, the guy hands me two heads. And I'm walking out and I already know in my spirit, something's not right here. Why did he give me two? I only paid for two and I'd already picked up one. Right. But I went on thinking, well, I'll justify that. I'll be in, I'm being brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to justify this because they never called me, and it took two months for the to get this crap in, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'd already paid for it, and 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 so I justified it. Mm-hmm. But 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 yeah, I haven't opened that second one yet.
0: I'm gonna call the cops on you.
1: No, I'm. I'm. T- I, t- I, t- I'm gonna was, call them right now. I, t- I was wanting to bring it. <laughs> I was like, wanting t- to bring t- it in t- 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 and show that I had not opened it. But the but the Lord told me this morning to use it as an example. If, listen.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've never been so mad before.
1: <laughs> well, that one was different. Do you have it on Do Not Disturb and Silent? Sorry about that, but I mean we grieve the Holy spirit by not paying attention to the Lord. Okay. That's when we grieve the Holy spirit. Yeah. And he will leave. If we're grieving the Holy spirit or we are active in our sin. So the devotionals I've been writing every morning, I'm I've lost the words because I haven't obeyed. I have had time or had had issues getting my time together for my, studying because I'm I don't have the Holy Spirit prompting me because why because I am in disobedience yeah when we don't obey God through the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit warns us he tells us and yeah. then he withdraws
0: I lost it for a little bit too um those couple months that I was i I was going through a rebellious period I was I mean i I've, I've told everybody on here I told y'all I told everybody on live how I was um, I was I'm spatting with God about stuff. And I look back now when I was spatting him back and it was kind of just silly. Like it was, you know what it was? It's just pride. Like I would have done it. I would have done it if God wouldn't have told me to. But because he told me to, I didn't want to do it. And it's like, I've done all this stuff and now you're putting even more on me and now blah, 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 you know? And it's just like that that message that Pastor Kevin preached this last weekend. Like not only do I realize that I have some, pride that I need to get rid of, but I have a tremendous amount of pride that I need to get rid of. Like a massive amount of pride. I mean you were there during that message. I know you're been helping out now Reno, but um, I mean like not like I, I started to realize that I had pride, but then after that message I start looking into like what pride actually is and starting to put a quantitative number on it. And the the number's tremendous in my life, the, the amount of pride that I have. And then I had people coming up and praying to me and stuff like that. Um and it's cool. I'm I am growing. I will tell you that. I am growing like um I'm exper- like when I go to these messages and stuff like that, um some things that are happening in my heart that surprise me. Like for example, um Kevin um Pastor Kevin mentioned the um the desires of your heart like if you do this then then you'll start to see the desires of your heart grow. And I started thinking, and I was like, oh, because because last year this time, or even in the winter this time, I had a lot of desires in my heart. But then when he mentioned that, I was like, wait a second. Like, what are the desires of my heart right now? And the truth is, like, I'm pretty okay. Like, I don't really have any. You know what the desire of my heart would be right now? I want my salesmen that I have right now to make it, my employees. I want them to survive. And make it because I've seen how much they believe in me. And I've seen how much they believe in what we're doing as a company. And it would devastate me if they didn't make it. man.
1: But you're looking at their physical. Mm-hmm. You're looking at their flesh. And your desire is for them to succeed.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I your really desire
1: do. for them should be that they get to know the Lord.
0: They do. Well and
1: follow the lord yeah and seek after his face instead of his hand
0: yeah i don't think you understand what i'm saying no i do but like, I, I what do. i'm saying is is my i'm trying to bring up the point that my my heart has changed to the point where my desire it's desires, not about you right now yeah it's not about me like i had i literally couldn't think of any i mean i, I was like well i think it would be cool to travel and stuff but if i don't okay i oh. think it would be cool to have a bigger house but if i don't okay like it's it's like it would be cool for all these things, but if not, okay. Like, I'd be okay just being where I'm at forever. And then, but, yeah, it's about someone else, not me. Like, um, I mean, I want to see this podcast grow, but I know, like, God, God's controlling all this. I mean, I gave my company to him before I even had it. I gave him this before I even had it. Or God gave it to me. So, like, all this stuff is completely ran by him to where I'm pretty much, it's not even up to me. And... It's cool because God made me a promise about my salesman too. God told me that if I tithe ten uh, percent of all the profit on they job, not just ten percent of what I take from the jobs they sell, but if I tithe ten percent of the whole profit profit before I pay them, that He would bless them. And so um, you I'm like, see
1: the results of that. No, that's what I said. No, I was I'm like, easy. Hobby Lobby, Chick Fil A. Yeah, they started off that way. Yeah, they started off where that owner of that particular company was tithing on everything that company had and gave that company to the
0: Lord that's what I'm saying like uh, that's easy if the Lord makes you a promise yes. like that over that's over it's easy it should be a no-brainer like like we had we t- um we looked at the books this um last this last week and we had stopped tithing for four months I think I told you that Larry Autry that we had stopped tithing for four months and I don't really um feel terrible about that I felt like I almost got the okay from God because we were like bad in debt, and God was like okay you got to catch up but now and God's the one that made the promise to pull us out and he did right and I'm not saying I justify it but I don't really feel a terrible conviction about it now but he renewed that promise to me a new promise he already fulfilled the last one you know and he made me a new promise and I was like let's go let's do it again baby and I, I don't care. Like, I just, i seen what you did last time, but now that's just going to be a, a lot easier. I know there's going to be troubles. I know it's not going to be tomorrow. <laughs> I know whenever I know whenever I tithe, it's not going to be happen right away. I know there's, you may mm. even take them to the brink of almost failing, but I know they're not. I know you're going to fulfill your promise as long as I do what you told me to do.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, you're talking some spiritual smackdown right there. And you're, 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 you're That's called growth. Yeah. No, I mean, that's awesome. But just from my experience, man, you're in that place of you have your hand on some serenity, right? Get ready. Get ready. Because that's going to be slapped out of your hand. I know it's coming. (laughs) But that's that's what God uses to stretch us. You know, it's like this wave machine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We we go up. We face these problems. How is ever going to be any different? We realize that on our own efforts, at least I did, I'm a horrible, miserable failure. All of my ideas lead to nothing but pain, anger, blown up relationships, and then give it over to God. God comes, illustrates his power, rest. Everything's awesome. I'm on a spiritual pink cloud. God rocks. Yeah. And then God says, I'm going to pull you apart again. Because he's constantly stretching and reforming. Got to grow, yeah, yeah. And now that you've got a piece of, I, I was forty-seven, forty-eight years old the first time I ever experienced serenity. I didn't, wow. I didn't even know what that word meant. I remember calling a person that was helping me in my journey and saying, "Dude, man, I'm calm. I feel like there's nothing that can be thrown at me that, with the help of my father, I, I no matter what happens." I'm gonna be okay, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that's serenity." Because I told him something's wrong. You know, I'd never felt that before. Yeah. It always been, "Oh crap," you know, crisis to crisis. Oh no, what am I gonna do? What... <laughs> what comes up must come down. Yeah, you know, and and but that's what God wants for us is that serenity because that's where power comes from. Because then, when we're going through that, you know, here comes this wave of persecution or trouble. Because of that serenity, we can say, "I've been here before." You know, my God's bigger than all of this, man. Yeah, we praise God, and we can keep that. Yeah, and be a witness to others. We
0: need to. I, need I a, refer
1: to that as the David complex. Ah, the David complex says, "Oh, Goliath, that's nothing, man. God got me through the lion and the bear. He's gonna, and he will have me in this. Who's this? Now, I just, I just need to, yeah. <laughs> I just need to go down here and get a couple of stones." All right, but I'm ready. Oh, here, put on your armor, take, take the sword. No, 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 no. I just need this, All right. and I need God, and I'll step forward with the might of the Lord, and I will slay this giant.
0: Right, got him. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. We, we just need to get back in prayer again because I, I don't, I, I thought I said this in this room, but it might have been to her on the way here. But the last time that God. God started showing me visions, dreams, like chatting to me in the middle of the night and stuff like that. It was like he he needed me to get something now, 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 now. now and then it started going like, started going right. and that's what it's doing now. And I think my advantage this time, in which I don't know, I may turn into a um, um, complaining little fool again. And I hope not. But I can see I can at least I know it's coming this time. I know you have it's understanding coming. now. Yeah.
1: You have you have more understanding. I didn't than see you it did. coming.
0: I was like, I'm tithing ten percent, so God's gonna make me rich, right? Right. And then well, that's I'm, not what the I'm tithing ten percent and I'm doing what God told me to. I have no pride. I have none. Right. I have no pride. I'm good. Right. I'm a great guy. I'm humble. Right. Tithing I'm humble. I'm good looking, right. right? Nothing bad's gonna happen, right? And then God goes.
2: That's not exactly And then now I
0: see it I'm like, oh man, there's so much that's got to get worked out of me too. Especially if he's putting me with all these big factions that's coming up, these things that I'm in charge of. Like, of course he's going to put me through a lot and I'm going to have to be okay with it, man.
2: You know, I kind of look at it this way. If he he gave us free will and he wants, and we're going to spend eternity with him, I have to believe that we're all going to have jobs in his kingdom and he's going to create over and over again. I, I feel like... We're going to be angels in the next play. There's always going to be something I love that with God, and we're going to be part of His kingdom. Do you want people serving you from their hearts because they've run up against their will over and over again and found themselves lacking, and know for absolute certain that your way
1: is the only way? Yeah, you start praying for for God. That's to, what you want to, to take. And put another log on your fire so you burn brighter for him. And in that process, you start seeing, Lord, burn this off me, this impurity off of me, this impurity off of me. Right. And you start offering up your impurities as your offering. Yeah, not not yeah. your tithe, but your offering. And you're giving them to God to remove those from you Yeah, so that you can stay more focused on him. So you turn your will, your will, to him. And you start giving your will over to him and then then it starts lining up.
0: Yeah. I don't want my company to get big without being ready. I don't want this ministry or this podcast to reach the big, big audience until God's ready. I don't yeah, want that. I like agree. why would we want to ruin someone's like we have to be careful what we say? Like, this is a big deal, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is a huge deal. What we're doing right now, the fact that there's 500 to 1,000 people that's going to listen to this. This, what we're talking about right now, is a huge deal, man. And we got to watch what we say. Why would we want to go out to hundreds of thousands to millions of people if we're not completely ready for that? Because it's a big deal now. It's even bigger deal then. You know, like, I, I want to be ready. And if that means me going through some pain and some trouble to get there, that's fine. I just hope I can learn how to, Handle the paint a little better that way. It's not that long. That was way too long. That was ridiculous. The, that was crazy. That lasted forever. Shut up. It was. It was bad. It, it took what it took. It took what it took. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably could have got out of it earlier. If, I mean, but. That, that wasn't that long. You know, I, I look at some From of the. the outside p- looking in, nope. Nope. Yeah. I I, I look at some <laughs> of the. Half a year. I mean, it felt long to me because. The reason I, why it felt long is because I wasn't sleeping. Like, how
1: long is college? I don't know. How long? How long is is? You how know.
0: long is a dime in the
2: state penitentiary?
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We
2: wanted to talk about yeah. long. You yeah. know, you, you were, uh, you, you didn't, yeah, you weren't. You're, you're a good guy. I mean, you're. God had some work to do in you, and he did it. Yeah. Well, I, the yeah, the time the wasn't long,
0: but it it felt lasted a long time. A long time. I, yes.
1: I do agree that it was pretty intense.
2: It was
0: intense, of course. Man. It was, I mean, and it
1: was hard from this side watching you go through it.
0: But it's whatever. I mean, it but is you good. learn, it is. and that's yeah. a
1: good thing. God stretched you, and God gave you wisdom on things so that you could see what He was trying to show you.
0: I don't even know what. Like, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning now what He taught me back then over a period of time too. Like, I still don't know what all I learned from that. Like, He's revealing to me what I've learned from it slowly, like mm. through that situation where He's preaching, and I'm like, what are the desires of my heart? And while I was going through that, I would have been talking about like, I want this big office. I want a million salesmen. I want to be selling $10 million. I want to be going to Maui. I want a big car. I want all these trucks. Like I would, I had a lot, I would have a laundry list for you. And when he said that the other day, I genuinely just had that. I want them to be okay because I can see that they believe in me and I don't want to fail them. And I want them to, I want them to be here because I love them and I want them to be with me. Um, but as for me, like, I don't know, man, I'm okay. Like, you know, like, and that was I've really got, cool. I've got what I need. Yeah. I've got more than I need. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool right now. Like, great. You know, and I, I, I don't think I'd ever felt like that before. Well, so my, cool. my idea is that people
2: that hunger and strive, that's all great things. But people that do it insanely are chasing that hole yeah and until it's filled with god you're deprived of serenity you're deprived of that feeling because we're engineered to have that relationship with him without it we're going to try to put all kinds of stuff in there
0: you got to seek him to fill it too like it's not just to be like okay god and he's gonna be nope yeah you got to seek him it's something that you got to do but anyway uh we're running over a little bit so let's get to joy um, Joy says she speaks to aliens And I don't really know what she believes um, I know she's really been like supportive Of what we do She really says she loves what we're doing And that she um, enjoys our content And she likes the messages that we put out But I don't think she believes That Jesus is the only way to heaven I believe she kind of believes in a bunch of, Let's just let's do what we do every week And let's okay, talk to Joy Okay but you want
1: to go over that one more time She she speaks to what
0: She, she says she speaks to aliens Yeah from not, mexico no okay hold on aliens. hold on a second no not to like germans without a passport i don't think <laughs> no, it's it's worse than that larry <laughs> aliens from space okay but hold on or before i say the ocean before i say this before i say this i don't know i don't really know what she means by that so we got to get let's get curious we got to get to her we yeah need to find out Cause I don't want to even speak on her and speculate on it. Cause I haven't watched her videos that she mainly like talks about the news and stuff on her channel, like quote, like talks about current events and stuff like that. So um, I haven't really dug into like her content with that kind of stuff. So I don't want to speak on it without getting her. I want her to say it. So that's a good idea. Let's get to her joy. Oh, joy's here. Um, joy, I don't know. I I don't know if you know this, but your, your mic is on (laughs) mute. Um, so you, you may, there it is. Can you hear me?
3: I can. How Yay. are you doing?
0: There she is. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. No, I put it on mute. I stabbed but I was like, okay, I don't want to interrupt.
2: It's also some good space talk. Don't I was trying to
0: start a fight with him. With the she was listening. I told Larry that if he ever believed in flat earth, that I was going to walk out of the room and never come back. And then I started playing and then, oh, <laughs> and then Mark says he thinks the oh, okay. no. <laughs> you can anything
3: at me. I'm good. I'm game.
0: <laughs> so are you on a cell phone or, or what are you, what are you on right now?
3: I'm on my computer right now. How does, is it sound okay?
0: No, it sounds, it sounds very muffled and um. Out. yeah, we, and you keep cutting out. We've had people do it on computers before and it sounds, it sounds terrible.
3: Okay. Let me switch to my phone. I'm also on headphones. I thought that might be helpful to you Hold on. Let me, I'll see if my phone works better. Yeah.
0: Phones usually work better.
3: Okay. Does that need better?
0: Oh yeah. It's way better. Way better.
3: Perfect. Okay. Good deal.
0: Thank you. Sorry about that. It just Sometimes those computer, computer audio is terrible. And since we don't do like video, it's really important that we have good audio, if that makes sense. We're kind of, I don't know, like, um, We've talked about um, implementing video for our guests, but like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like our thing now, doing audio. What do you guys think? You don't care? Yeah. What do you think about the audio version, Joy?
3: I I, I like that I get to sit here in my jammer, so please don't change that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I, I really think this
2: whole uh, COVID era, staring at people through their little Zoom lens is done and over i don't want to see it
0: anymore <laughs> yeah i'd rather just fly people into studio right <laughs> but then they wouldn't be able to wear their pajamas i mean she could st- honestly joy if you came in studio you could still wear your pajamas it'd be fun
3: excuse me i'll wear my pajamas anywhere like i am walmart y'all don't even know i'm from the midwest i don't care uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so let me let me go over what we do here um i'm sure you've seen have you watched any of our episodes or just the TikTok clips?
3: The TikTok clips, and then I did a little bit of research today. That was like five minutes of looking at something, then I had to do something else. <laughs> okay, that's how Absolutely. I am too.
0: That's exactly how I am. I'll research you for about five minutes, and then I like organic conversation. I think it makes it better, so I don't do any research on people really. That's why, like, I okay. I don't I didn't really give you a um, a very good intro because I didn't really research you. I did your videos pop up, and it seems like you do the news and stuff a lot. But I also, well, let let me let me just let me go around the room first before we get into you um i don't want to okay. hit you off guard so we have um an entire team of people here and i want to introduce you to them so if you hear their voice you'll know who they are um i've got my okay. executive producer mark hello i've got Hi, uh, my wife angela who's the director
3: hello um hello. and Hi, angela.
0: i've got my wonderful longtime co-host 39 weeks of gloriousness larry hello joy and then you've Hi, got larry. and then you've got me um I am um tan, tall, um, the one that's on the videos, you know, bright, shiny, illustrious voice, all that stuff. That's there go. Here we go. <laughs> I do do that every week and someone almost pukes in studio every time I say that. (laughs) I was just keeping my, my mouth shut on this
1: one. I didn't want it to be repetitive. I didn't want it to be repetitive on my reaction.
0: Someone, uh, yeah. Someone almost pukes every time I say it, but Mm. I'm good. I'm going to make one of them puke one of these days by what I say. I'm going to go on for like 10 minutes one of these days. But, um, so we, um, we're the help my unbelief podcast. We are not a debate show. Um, we don't. We don't want to debate. We don't want to argue. Um, This is a completely different platform um, on here to where we really just kind of want to hear hear your story. We want to listen and love, Um, and we believe that that's how we're going to make a difference in the world. So, um, with that being said, if something, if you ever feel uncomfortable, if you feel feel it's getting debatey, you're welcome to speak up, and I will as well. So, um, and then, so at the end of the show, what we do is we'll normally go around the room and say some sort of like final statement um everyone in here will say something final and parting and then because you're our guest you'll get the final say okay sound good
3: yeah let's do it
0: okay i'm excited so
1: what episode did you research this on in the five minutes
3: Okay, I think it was, it's just the one where y'all, I think it was like the first one. Y'all were just introducing yourselves. I was like, all right, who are these cats? Let's see about that. And Larry, I got a little bit into your story, and then I got busy. <laughs> I think it was Larry.
0: Well, that's, I think in that episode, that's pretty much all. I don't, if I remember correctly, I that's I all we did. I talked longer
1: than you did, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We only, only like did an Larry. hour long, right?
0: But then I learned in that show that I don't really have that much of a testimony yet. You know what I mean? Like, my testimony isn't okay. that, like you know so that was pretty much larry's testimony but you have to remember like he's like what 60 50, 70 years older than i am something like that i'm
1: 61
0: okay. <laughs> so um but
1: yeah so that so if that makes you zero yeah then i would be 60 years older than you i'm pretty you, much man. zero
0: but it's um yeah it's been a long time since we've did that episode so i don't remember what we said in that to be honest with you so
1: well, we we talked a little bit of the my testimony but not not all of it.
0: So Joy, t- tell me a little bit about yourself. What are your what are your beliefs? I, I guess I've taken it from us talking in comments and stuff that you're you're not a Christian, correct?
3: See, that's a loaded question. No, I, I feel bad. I'm gonna be a real weird guest, so I apologize in advance. Well, I guess— it depends on how you look at it, right? So when somebody says, "Are you a Christian?" So, I, I, and I'll, I guess if you guys want, I can try to speak in more Christian terms since I grew up in the Midwest. that kind of, you know, we can all kind of speak it fluently. I want you well,
0: to, I want you to talk the way you talk. I want you to be joy.
1: You keep saying the okay. Midwest, but that covers a whole lot. So, I what know, state right? are it's you from?
3: I'm from Missouri, but I've lived in Oklahoma. I've lived in Kansas, but I've also lived all over the country in different parts of the world. So, just depends. Oh, Missouri. So I'm from Missouri. Missouri.
1: Missouri's pretty. <clears throat> we're in Oklahoma. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, we're in Oklahoma.
3: I thought, yeah, I thought I had seen that. Okay, because I and I think I had seen that. You guys aren't too far, because I've lived right near Moore in Oklahoma City, and then I've lived in a couple other places in Oklahoma. So I love Oklahoma, by the way. And yep. the tornadoes yeah. are like, terrifying. I love <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: that's great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in Yukon. Well, we're in Yukon. That's where we live
3: okay because i lived right off of bethany and yukon in oklahoma city that was the last place i was in like a year ago what is it council and what is that place there's a walmart there there's a big lake that's northwest expressway thank you i live right near there yeah (laughs) i
1: i I live within probably three miles of that
0: okay so here here's how here's how i'll ask the question and you don't Sure. Like I said, it if you if you can't if you answer these questions differently, it's not like we're gonna hop on you. It like it's we, not that, a trick question. That's all we that's all we sure. interview is people that don't believe the same thing. Is that that's the whole point of the show. But um so do you believe do you believe Jesus was a real person?
3: I'm so sorry. You'd ask me a question, I completely didn't answer it. So I'll go to the first one, I'll go to this one. Do so it. in yeah. terms of being a, Okay, so here's what I would say in terms of being a Christian. Um, I love the concept of, of Jesus. Uh and I love the concept of what I call Christ consciousness, which I think what that's typically that's really what everybody is trying to do, at least from my perspective. Even people who are Christian, right? It's like you're trying to emulate this person and the way that they operate, their thought process, the energy, the vibration that they send out. Like, if, and if you guys have any questions, like, because I can kind of get esoteric, like, interrupt me, uh, then I can I can explain it differently. But in terms of Jesus existing, yeah, like. Why not?
0: <laughs> so, right. so yeah, definitely. So we believe we also believe that Jesus is God and that He is the only way to heaven. Do you believe okay. do you believe that?
3: Um, that Jesus is God. Um, I don't know. I mean not necessarily well, I would say look, the only way to heaven. I, I don't know about that, but I guess we would have to then get into exactly what is Jesus right like that would get into in my opinion a bigger topic of what that is and what that representation is and i, under, I understand because i grew up catholic so I, I understand those terms but uh i would say i don't necessarily look at it that way but it would be dependent on how you look at it
0: we, so <laughs> would you say larry that we've we've interviewed over 50 percent of our guests have been former catholic at this point i do believe you are correct that's crazy Didn't it
3: not? A lot of us, yeah, we were inundated with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that kind of turned you off a little bit from Christianity or upbr your upbringing at all? How How did that go? Your upbringing and and as far as religion and church goes.
3: Okay, so with religion and church, yeah, I, I not necessarily. I mean. I, again, there's a lot of like, for me, it's all perspective depends on how you look at it, you're gonna hear that a lot from me. So um I grew up as I grew up Catholic, I remember being about eight years old, and it hit me I was like, wait a second, I was like, we're worshiping a zombie and we're eating people. And that hit me when I was eight years old with so I with Catholics, you guys probably know this. So like, aside from, you know, Jesus being rose from the dead, that's where I got that concept was also you know, you go and like you're supposed to like eat this really awful saltless cracker that has no flavor, and that's supposed to be his body. To which my parents said, "Oh no, don't worry, that's not real people eating. We're pretending to eat people." And I went, "Well, we're pretend cannibalism. Like, what in the hell does that mean?" So I would say just between that and I'm gonna say this as nicely as I can because I don't know where y'all are are broadcasting that the the kitty stuff that happens. I would say those were the biggest ones, but I think I just I never really jived with it in general as a child. Um, kitty, kitty general. stuff. What do you in mean, like, um,
0: like the children. like pastors children. messing with children, or?
3: Yes, yes, that probably like was the, the nail in the coffin for me. And I, I kind of knew about that even as, a, as I was younger, um, which isn't real fun. And I thought, well, what am I supposed to trust with this? So there were concepts of it I liked, but then I just, I don't know. As a, I was just a different kid. I kind of had more of an adult mindset in terms of being able to out bs real quick it was like i feel like i'm around a lot of bs boomers no disrespect to any boomers listen but like we got one in the room all right all right lots of love to you
0: (laughs) okay let me let me address a couple things that you said that um we 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 actually don't so you're talking about communion um and communion Mm -hmm. is based off of a bible verse um hold on let me find it real quick e um Hold on. Bible verse. Here, I'll find it for you. Bible verse. And then you can, you know, you can de- decide for yourself if, if what we're practicing is, is like you think. Bible verse where Jesus says to eat. Okay. Um, it says, so John... Is it John chapter 6, verses 53, uh, 56, it says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Um, so that's, that's like King James Version. I don't r- read that version. Um, okay unless you eat the, the flesh of the son of man and drink, drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats that. So that's the verse that leads us into what we call communion where we're, um, where we're emulating that it's, it's more of a process, right? We're emulating, um, you know, becoming one with Jesus. And then, um, as far as the zombie thing goes. So like when I, when I think of zombie, um, zombies are still dead, right? Because they're, um, Zombies, like it portrayed, they're like monsters. They're like things that are still dead, like night of the living dead and things like that. Um, we actually believe Jesus was rose from the dead, that he was actually rose from the dead into a like into human form and then rose up to the right hand of the father as God. So Jesus isn't a a zombie to us. He's, he's very much alive. If that makes sense. I I, I
2: think it's very interesting, Joy. This is Mark. Um, I, 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 agree with the assessment of what an eight year old little girl would think about that. Yeah. You know,
3: I and thank you for saying that real quick. I just want to say like, I'm not necessarily telling you. I think that now I was just more explaining from the perspective of when I was a child, right. what it like and this is kind of my first of like, what in the hell is this? Like, right. What are we doing here?
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Some of the tenants of, of frankly, a couple of different religions that I have been members of, um, have ended up driving me, away from that religion because it didn't jive with what the bible was stating and i'm not okay. i'm not pointing out there that uh that that co- catholics are guilty of that um but i can definitely say i can definitely say that some of the religions that i've been a part of um man i don't i don't know where they got some of their ideas but they didn't make any sense to me either and um,
3: uh yeah 100 percent
2: yeah and, and and especially when you know the by the word that they they specifically talk about that they're working from, what they're doing doesn't seem to to jive with that. But you know, as far as communion, you know, what was that verse in the Bible that says, "Whenever you gather, do this in remembrance of me."
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's the breaking okay. of
2: the bread as my body was broken for you, the drinking of the blood, which is the price that I paid you're
0: doing it to remember jesus yeah but his sacrifice i was yeah. just trying to think like we did communion whenever i was a kid mm-hmm. and then i guess i don't understand maybe i'm just naive or i was just a naive. i'm like i wonder why that didn't what about you larry did that resonate with you were you like whoa this is weird that i'm eating well, another the, dude's body well, the first
1: thing zombies didn't come out in my youth um, not zombie
0: i'm talking about the communion No, thing. but
1: i'm talking about so i didn't wouldn't have had that mindset she's a considerably younger than i am to even be considering that at eight years old um the scary so i would not have had that concept in my mind to begin with to no offense joy but to warp my thinking on that i was raised in a church we took communion all the time and it was strictly done in remembrance of christ so i never had any misconception of what it was about
0: i can see where someone would think that that's like i'm eating some dude's body and drinking his blood though well, you know? yeah
2: and particularly in the in the religious structure that she's speaking of which is very intimidating
0: and, and might have been more intense. old english yeah might have been more intense into very it too intense. they may have put on like or organ music and stuff while it was going on know. it might have been a little more intense than what we experienced well, and, and
1: the In the Catholic, and I'm not Catholic, but I have been in there when they did communion at Christmas time for, uh, or a a funeral, I believe it was, where you actually walk down and the priest puts it in your mouth.
3: Oh. There's some of that. And there's there's another aspect, too, where I might be a little bit different in that I was aware of some of the, what I would call evil stuff going on at a very young age Mm. so all of that combined for me I was just like so so for Mm. me I saw that it just seemed like a tyrannical power that was just running rampant and and I do understand the concept because I'd have adults explain it to me no well this is kind of in remembrance and this is about the sacrifice so I totally agree and now I kind of I don't know I look at it a bit I guess a bit differently now I don't think too much about it but yeah so from a young age I kind of knew some of the undercurrents as well so all that kind of coalesced for me and it just yeah. seemed like it was a just big misuse or an abuse of power or trying to um gaslight a bunch of people into doing what could possibly be satanic worship on or whatever you would want to call that some type of negative low level type of thing to mess with people and that's kind of how i thought what what i thought might have been going on even at like eight years old but we'll you know the weird ha- aren't eight year right?
1: joy <laughs> joy how old are you?
3: Oh, I'm almost forty. Really? So yeah, that, that would be
1: that would be thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because trust me, don't claim it till you're there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quit asking a woman how old she is. My mother no, taught uh, me that a long time I just ago. I just, I I just know, turned sixty one. I, I started who... I started claiming sixty one halfway through, so it wouldn't be such a big issue. Um but I I do have a, a quick question because you know, that's a little older than I actually credited you for. Um, it's her young voice, I, but see, public. I was raised in, in, in the sixties and the seventies. So at eight years old, I would have actually, that would have actually been 1970. And we didn't have that much. Uh, first off, we didn't have that much information where it, it, if somebody farts in New York, you hear about it in Oklahoma. Right. So, I mean, it, we talked about the war we talked about it. We didn't, we didn't have it frontline news, all, you know, continually. Oh, the troops just moved too. so we didn't, we didn't have that kind of information. So that would not have been something on our plate as a child. Unfortunately, growing up in your time frame, a lot more of that information was there to unfortunately warp the youth in their, in their thought process. So what I would have had to deal with in my twenties, you were dealing with as a child. You see what I'm saying?
3: A little bit. I will say, to be fair uh, with my, well, I guess my age group, uh, I didn't have, we didn't really have access to the internet in terms of being able to really research this stuff, probably till my mid ish teens to late teens. And even with that, for a lot of this, um, you know, it, it was just, as a child, me maybe watching an obscure television show, overhearing an adult conversation, and maybe I wasn't supposed to. it was me taking little bits of things here and there and starting to piece it together. And then, in my later teen years, is, yeah, when I had more access to stuff. So when I was a real small child, I didn't have that much access either. I just had a really good memory. <laughs> like somehow I would like, I don't know this stuff information would fall into my lap where I'm like, "Well, this is weird, and I'd start putting it together
1: right. Well, I, I actually have a daughter your age. So okay. Joy, okay. so I know roughly, you know, when the, I remember when she first started getting into the computers and she had to actually teach me what to do and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. And, you know, so I, I yeah. know the access of, of what was available to you then is nothing compared to what is available to children now.
3: Oh, but, right. if, exactly. but if you take
1: that back to, to me being in a a, a black and white TV with four channels, You know You're right, that's right. And so our our information uh was came through encyclopedias. You know, if you didn't know how to look it up if you didn't have a a set of encyclopedias at home, you had no information for your studies. You know.
3: That's right, yeah.
1: So there's a lot of difference between those age groups and what and then what the information that children are given now is even more so indoctrinating them into what our government wants them to know.
3: Oh yeah. no. I slid that in there.
1: I slid that in there. Yes I did.
0: Um, so I wanted to touch on something that you, that you said, um, earlier and I was just talking, one of my buddies who's an atheist, I was talking to him yesterday about like a problem I also had growing up with like the pastoral staff at my church was like, I literally witnessed like one of the youth pastors tell my sister that she was going to go to hell if she didn't, um, if she didn't change, um, the way she was living her life at the time. And then I remember a couple months later, he literally got fired from the church from um, embezzling money from the church. And nice. that always, um, struck with me. I was like, wow. And that put some thoughts into my head was like, you know, cause you're always taught that these pe- people are put there by God. Right. And that God right. has appointed them in this spot to lead a congregation and stuff like that. And then you start to wonder, did God make a mistake? Did God put these people in this position? And then, them, um, you know, did God make this mistake and put them, like, to mislead these people and stuff like that? And then throughout my years, I noticed that, like, there's just a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of iniquities and issues with human beings in general so you're talking about the um the pastors that um molest children we had a guy on last week that um or the week before that um his his um youth pastor did that to him and his dad he did was nothing molested, yes he was molested and then we have another woman that that even worse story that i'm going to interview her in the future hopefully and i mean a, a story that would make you be hard to listen to and then you know much worse stuff than the embezzling money and stuff like that and then even in this church you know there's people that have Issues. I mean, nothing like that, you know, but like there's people that have human issues. And then what I kind of land on in my mind is that even if God appoints human beings in these positions in the church, he still doesn't take away their free will. Like they, right. they still have choice to make and they have to make a choose. It says it says in the Bible to choose you this day who you're going to serve. And you have to wake up every day and decide whether you're going to serve God or the enemy, if that makes sense. And right. sometimes, every day. And sometimes these daily. sometimes these people choose um the wrong one. So, <laughs> I just don't want I I don't want you to think that I I think there what I'm saying is I think there's an alter al, alternative way of looking at when things like this happen in church other than blaming God. I think there is a different way to look at it if that
3: makes sense. Well, yeah. In fact, what I like to say is in general in life, I like to look at things, it's either a blessing or a lesson. So which one do you want to do? And in that, you know, and this is, and I don't judge anybody else this is just what I do. And from that, then there is no victimization. You know, it's like, okay, well, even if something does happen or people do fail or you fail, okay, well, we can still learn something from it. So there's still a positive that can be gleaned. So no, I, I totally agree with that
0: yeah okay and um moving on to the next thing um oh we're at 108 good grief we've been aliens yeah well we we have about we have a 10 about 10 minutes we could cut out of blank space in there too so I'm accounting for that too but Mm. um so it's to my understanding that you communicate with aliens is that true have I assessed that correctly
3: Okay. From what you've seen on TikTok, probably.
0: But (laughs) I haven't watched too much of it. That's why I I started to introduce you and I started to introduce that aspect. And then I was like, I haven't seen a whole, I think I gathered that she speaks to aliens, but I didn't want to say too much. I just wanted you to say it because I didn't want to do it a disservice or anything. So what's, what's the deal with that?
3: (laughs) I still don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. So, Um, ever since I was really little aside from being a very spiritual person kind of doing my own thing I've just had a lot of what I would call supernatural experiences Um, most of this there's some debate in here I can't fully prove and with what I do I'm not ever trying to convert anybody I'm not even there's no group there's no organization they never will be I'm just kind of sharing my stories and my experiences so from a very young age I had a lot of kind of strange supernatural experiences, and I've seen UFOs. And it would be one thing if it was just me. There have been at least between 10 to 12 people, and one of them was a pilot. <laughs> and we have, and so it, it, it's real interesting. If you hang out with me long enough, you'll see them too, and then you'll start seeing them on their own. And I mean, there's a lot of a back and forth that can be said for that because I also is as well as being a very spiritual person I've very much learned and I'm sure you guys are kind of the same place I've had to learn a lot of critical thinking skills with this stuff so I kind of I still debate myself um but uh I can tell you that uh from a really young age I just did not feel I was fully human I don't I didn't know what that meant exactly I just always felt like it just this that I wasn't fully like everybody else. And if you go into different religions and things like, what is it there? One of the Eastern religions talks about that. um, I think it's Hinduism, that there's uh, there are all these different um, categories of humans. So like now that I'm saying that's the case, but that's always what I felt like. And then.
0: um, I can identify with that. I've always felt like, like growing up, I've always felt like I look at my friends and something and, but more of a negative way on my end. I've been like, I'm not like them. Like, I don't think like them. I don't. I don't.
3: Um, oh yeah, frustrating, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, no, same, same.
0: But okay, when so you
1: shared this information with your parents. What did they say?
3: Shut the f up. You know, like, and I really, it wasn't. It wasn't even a lot that I could share, and a lot of this was just stuff I didn't talk about, and that changed when I was 12 years old. So when I was 12, so there are a couple. of things that like, well, first of all, when I was young, I was always, I was also fascinated by the paranormal, fascinated by the concept of ET. Something inside my soul was like, I just know this is real. I can't explain it, but I know it. So that was something I found fascinating. And then I had this experience at 12 years old. It's going to be a little weird. Um, But again, I, you guys have probably heard all kinds of stuff. So I had a dream. And in the dream, um, I was able to communicate with dead people. And I woke up and I heard applause all around me and then I was hearing all types of things not a joke by the way this actually happened and I went oh my god what is this so I ran downstairs and told my mom and the way I describe it is if you hear if you've ever heard something about like you know spiritual people they say like a third eye I call it my third ear turned on is what I call it uh now that's what I say told my mom she said oh you just had a bad dream it didn't go away and I didn't know what to do with it and it went on for a week I was terrified I was just trying to act normal because my mom said don't say anything people think you're crazy my mom happened to tell somebody that she worked with at her work about it and she goes there's nothing wrong with her she's psychic let me talk to her so my mom like as weird as it sounds had me meet this woman and this woman was wonderful and she just said I'm going to explain what I think is going on and she said basically there are some people there it's called ESP some people, their senses are more sensitive to things. You are hearing different electromagnetic frequencies and things, and that's why it doesn't make sense to you. I'm gonna to explain to you how to deal with this. So she taught me how to basically basically said you have a different set of abilities than most humans. All humans have the capability of this. They just typically don't it doesn't turn on for them or they don't deal with it. This is natural for you. This is kind of like what what we call modern day shamanism and stuff. Not that I was trying to be that. So she said, okay. Let's learn how to deal with it. So I learned how to shut that on and off. And then more things. When I was little, I didn't know that this was the case. I was seeing auras and energy. And I try to take as much mysticism out for a lot of people. It's just basically I'm seeing like the electromagnetic frequencies around people. And I didn't know until I was about 16 that other people didn't see that. Um, now there are certain things I've looked at, like there's something called Erlen syndrome and it's possible that there's, it's, it might have to do with my nervous system because I have some chronic health issues that deal with my nervous system. But here's a, for instance, when I go outside the sky outside, it sparkles, it actually sparkles for me and it's yeah. literally different than other I, I didn't know. I And it sucks. Cause I'm like, I can't really like prove that, but like, just what it is like tree like going outside for me is like an acid trip now but I can't do drugs so like I think I'm like oh I think this is what and I've never done drugs but I'm like I think this is what this is for other people so that was the first thing and from there I had to as a kid by myself right in the midwest and I was in a very I was in the bible belt and it was very heavily it negative I call it a negative christian not that I would say that about y'all or other people just how I grew up I couldn't talk about it. So I had to learn what this was and I did a bunch of research. And so then I started researching into the eastern philosophies, which I love like Buddhism, Taoism, you know, I don't subscribe to any one thing, but I like a lot of those concepts. And then I had one other thing happen that changed my life. So when I was 14. Um I so I was I I had a lot of chronic health issues on and off throughout my life. And I'm sure you guys have heard people talk about an, uh, a near death experience. Yep. I had something Similar. I wasn't near death, but I was very sick. And it was the first time I ever tried meditating. And the best way I can describe it with limited words, right, is that I was, um, I had an experience where I went to where I think people go when they die. It was the most I never and, and, and I had and it was a very, there was a lot that entailed. But the biggest thing was, I think I met what people think God is. And also what I think people think Jesus is. And I it changed my life. And to make a very long story short, what I understood from being there was everything is alive, everything to some capacity. And there was so much love that I had never experienced because I've had people say, well, how do you know you're not making it up, which we could go into the science between, you know, like having that type of experience versus your imagination. But I was like, there's no way I could, there's no way I could make up what that felt like. And so when I, after that experience, it changed my life. And I said, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help people understand what that love is that I just experienced. Holy crap, we go around not having any clue on this planet that it's real. That's real. And so I thought, "What? how do I help explain this to people while I can't talk about it? I'm in the Midwest. Like, What do I do here? And so I just told myself, I think what Mahatma Gandhi says um, about, basically be the change you wish to see. I want to become that love. How do I do that? And so from that day forward, everything I did was about trying to understand not just the experiences I had, but how do I help humanity? How do I serve humanity the best way that I can and help them remember that? Like, for instance, how I guess you guys would say it, that God is real, that that love is real, that that universal, beautiful presence is here and healing and can help you. And it's been a journey since then. So well,
0: we, couple things. we believe God is love. It says in the Bible that God is love. So that's who he is. Like, that's his entire essence is love. Um, but right. so you should really you should really go um, back and listen to the episode that dropped yesterday with Dakota Lee Um. So her, I think where, so what, what I would just from listening to you right now, it sounds like you have something, um, what we would call in, um, in assemblies of God or Pentecostal church would be a spiritual gift. Okay. You have a gift. And unfortunately when you were growing up, you weren't giving, uh, given any, um, support to, oh, no. to grow that. So, um, go back and listen to that episode with Dakota Lee, because she visits, um, she visits heaven. Um, And she had a spiritual gift and she was able at 12 years old to tell her parents and then they helped her hone that gift and they, um, they assisted her and assisted her through that and stuff like that. So, but where, where we would probably differ on what your, your situation is, is going on is like, I have a Bible verse popped up right here, um, that we live by with people, um, with similar spiritual gifts to what you have right now. Um, and I'll just give I'll give you this Bible verse. Um, it says, okay, so it's first John four, one through three, and you could read this for yourself. So it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false yeah. prophets have gone out into the world. But this is, but this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming, and in now it is already in the world. So um, the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world along with the Holy Spirit, right? Um, the spirit of Antichrist is always been here. Um, so here's what I'll tell you. Um, we were interviewing a Christian witch one time, And she works with other deities uh, deities and what she calls deities um, and other demonic presence. She even said she works with Lucifer and um, other demons, right? And I read her this Bible verse, and I told her the next time that she was speaking with her spirit guides or these spirits that she was communicating with, I asked her to ask them who Jesus Christ is. And she said that she's already asked them, and sometimes they don't want to be asked that. And so that would be the, um, my only advice for a spiritual gift like this, because I don't really know what else to say. Maybe other people, um, would have something to say in this, but my only, um, advice for you in this situation is, is when you're communicating, um, with these, um, with these beings that you're talking to and, um, ask them who Jesus is. And then if they, if they don't, if they say anything else that besides that he has come in the flesh and is from God, then, um then they're not from God. And I would probably be just slowly backing back out through that door. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that's interesting is, <clears throat> you know, I'm not here to poo poo any of um, you talking about your gifts and your spiritual gifts. I think God um, gives out spiritual gifts as he's will. It's, it's the discernment yes. um, that, that we have to, because it's, I can only base my belief system on what I believe. I believe the Bible is literal living word of God. It is reality in word form. And basically we're born into a war, whether we like it or not. And so we have to be discerning in that because there is a constant ebb and pull. If we're not seeing it today, joy, I don't know if you can turn on the TV and see the pull of good against evil. I don't know if you can see it. I'm sure you can, with with the discernment you have with your gifts. Um, there is something very real going on in the spiritual realm, and the Bible talks about that. Our war is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and and rulers and of dark of dark forces of evil in the spirit world, and God, and um, so. You know, I love what, I love what you shared there, Zach, is yeah, we, man, we, you know, it's our job to test these things. And when my wife has got that same spiritual gift that you have, as far as seeing things on people, she doesn't see their magnetic vibration, but she can certainly see spiritual oppression. Um, I can give you an example. We, we were at church here and my wife Uh, saw somebody in the audience and in fact it was my ex-wife's husband and um god told her to walk up to him and she said she looked and it was like she saw like somebody had was just blurring him with an eraser and god said pain go up and ask him what's wrong oh wow and she was like that's my that's my husband's ex don't do that yeah i don't want to do what
0: are you doing i'm gonna go wait in the car
2: and my wife gets these feelings of either a hand on her chest or a hand in her back and that's god either saying stop or go so she felt Mm -hmm. this hand pushing her in the back and she, she just walked right up to him after church and i kind of followed her she said i gotta say something and she said hey you know they know each other uh she said what's wrong God and he said, "Well, what do you mean? What's wrong?" And she said, "God just told me what's wrong." And he and she said, "God tells me you're in pain, you're suffering, and he can heal it. All you have to do is ask him." He's he's Love telling that. he's telling me right now he wants you he he wants you to ask him. He sent me here to tell you if you ask him, he'll take it from you. And he was like, "Uh, he called her later. Two days later, we're on our way back from a a shoot in Kansas and he calls my wife and she's like, Oh my goodness. It's this person. She answers the phone. He says, I just want you to know that I've been suffering from almost debilitating back pain. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, when you walked up to me and just said that it blew my mind, I was like, how can she possibly know this? And he said, well, we went home and I got on my knees and I just asked God, okay. Okay. You've seen this. I'm asking you, Lord, will you take it? He woke up completely pain free the
0: next day. Yo. praise the Lord! Oh, wow, that was yeah. last week. Last yeah. week, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was Sunday right you were, here at this church. Yeah, because you were to church here. You were you were at church last week. Yeah. Wow.
2: So I mean, the, these gifts are real. The yeah. Holy Spirit is real. The whole spirit realm that we are—it's all
0: real. Um, the question—the question is. How do we hone it? How does it get better? How does it, how do we get refined from God from it? Does that make sense? The question
2: like, is who do we fight for? Because yeah. the, the simple fact is, um, I, I, I believe there's a war and we can, we can, we, we got to be on one side or the other. And it, and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and that's the, that's the cunning baffling thing about, about if you believe the Bible is the father of lies is he takes a little bit of truth little bit of truth and he any he, and just enough to sound reasonable and then he'll pack some misdirection on that yeah that's and right. and if we're not based in something uh firm something we can always count on that's unchanging then you know we're we're what does the bible talk about we're standing on sand you can either build your foundation on rock or on sand and you yep. know the one that's on sand will be swept away you know cast to and fro but anyway I just I, I wanted to share that with you because my wife has some of that that's crazy some dude. of that discernment is a spiritual gift that's crazy as well. yeah. i
0: I hear joy I don't see I hear I have seen um things okay. uh, um like um a few just a few occasions but they've always been dark things not light things but um I hear yeah. I mainly hear God talks to me like um do you know a Tiffany by the way just in
3: case? Me? Do I know Tiffany? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Oh, by okay. the way, what you're calling is, or what you're saying that the hearing is Claire. Uh, yes.
0: No, <laughs> so just, I just love that. I, I um, I had a um, I God woke me up in the middle of the night last night, and God told me Tiffany this weekend, and I just, I just, I'm just asking oh. everybody if they know a Tiffany. So, War <laughs> no, not. Tell tell Tiffany this weekend that's all that's all God gave me this weekend what? Right. I don't know. I'll call you back if I get anything else. I don't know but yeah, so yeah, so you have, that's really cool. you have a spiritual gift and you're you're in the right place. We're definitely not gonna um laugh at you or make you feel like you don't have that um have that gift um the only qu the, the only question we would have is to make sure you're honing are you doing anything to hone that and to allow God to refine that spiritual gift that you have?
3: So first of all, like I love what you guys said about the discernment because so I don't talk to a lot of people like me. I don't, you know, when I said like I there's no when I talk about my experiences, there's no me trying to get people together. Like typically, if if you were to have me to go to a bunch of like metaphysical people, that's my nightmare. <laughs> <All right. laughs> kind of what I do because um yeah, a lot of times it's a lot of confusion. I mean, this is the way with any spiritual thing or religious thing you get into, right? You're always going to have lost people. In fact, you have more of that because those are the people that are flocking to try to find truth or seek truth, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I I completely agree. And in terms of okay, so in terms of the discernment, since I've been doing this since I was really, really little, and this is kind of what I've explained to people because on, like on TikTok, people will say, well, how do I talk to aliens? Because I've told people, you know, anybody can do this. And so this is kind of what I've said. So first of all, um, there are different checks and balances you kind of go through in yourself and i try to explain to people when it comes to either aliens or spirits whatever because also i've over the years i think i can talk to dead people there's all these weird things and there are two things i now do number one just directly to what i call source god love the universe whatever you want to call it i go directly to the highest vibration would be i guess what you guys would consider the term god but the second part and this is where it gets a little strange for me is the et part i have kind of thought this my whole life, that I feel like I'm here to help transition with ETs coming to the planet. And of course, I thought I was crazy my whole life. And then look at what's happening like over the last several years. And I think that what people don't understand is, you know, regardless of what it is, when it comes to discernment, there are good people, there are bad people, you know, I guess I'll just speak very, you know, mildly esoteric, there are good spirits, bad spirits there are good aliens, there are bad aliens, and of course there's shades of gray because, you know, to an extent, depending on what universe you're in, you have free will, correct? So with that, I feel like aliens can be God's children just as much as Earth. Why do we only limit that to earth why would we only look at it from that perspective and if you look at i've done a lot of different research too which one of the things i love about the bible nobody talks about enough is the fact that like they've talked about different races of beings and giants like hell yeah like, that was, there's all kinds of weird stuff and i love it right and that was the nephilim that, yeah Ooh. yes and when you look at that My thing is, is like, okay, so how, what is actually the difference between, and I know this could be a big debate and not necessarily that I want to get into it, but, you know, angels versus aliens, it could all be perspective, not to say that all aliens are angels. So my discernment is I go directly to God and I try to get my, my help, my inspiration, my whatever I need from there. But also I feel like as weird as this sounds, God has been instructing me. There are these beings. They are trying to help, but there are also negative beings to educate people on this because what's coming on so many different levels, like here soon with uh, with Earth, is going to be really weird. And people, like you guys were saying, people have a choice. They have a choice. What do you want to experience? Do you want to experience, the, what I guess, what you guys might call the blessings of God and that? Or do you want to experience some very painful lessons in in that so that's kind of what i feel like i'm here to do and i agree about discernment and that is the one thing people seem to lack so for me it's always about what is your best what is for everyone's best and highest good that god wants and there are aliens out there who are on that side as well and with the aliens i talk to um there's one in particular that i work with i'm constantly testing things out And the last three years of working with this being it's and number one, everything he said, and I'm talking even like making me wealthy, has come true. What's, what's his name? Uh, so I call him B. <laughs> it's a nickname, uh, and it stands for bullfighter. Just because he looks kind of like he's very tall and light skinned with dark curly hair, so he looks Spanish. But he said it's uh, his name is similar to a version of what we would call Kellen, but it's kind of hard to pronounce. So I just call him B. <laughs> have you uh,
0: have you like, have you done what I I said? Have you asked him who Jesus is? Yeah. What's his answer to that?
3: Um. Well, it's it's. Let's see. How do I? I, I want to simplify, because I know we don't have a ton of time. Um. Basically, that genus, your Jesus, was somebody that um is from God that incarnated onto the earth to help people. That there have been. Lots of different people who've come in and tried to do that. And the most recent times, Jesus has been probably the most impactful and that Jesus is nothing but a very positive person and that a lot of people misunderstand what he was and what he was about. So that's kind of, that's the loose based, I don't know, like conversation we've had about what that is.
0: So that we wouldn't see, in in that case, his answer to Jesus, we wouldn't, uh, we would not, anybody with the spiritual gift that you have, that was in mm-hmm. our church. That was coming up and telling us about this alien being that the, that they were speaking to. With that answer, mm-hmm. we would tell them that that being is not from God. Because How so. because the reason why we'd say that because you the being has to confess that Jesus has come from God. Does that he came in the flesh and he came from directly from God? Does well, that? Well, yeah, make sense? no,
3: that yeah, and that's not anything. Well, I would say this that's not anything different than what they've told me, maybe not in those exact same words, but yeah, That right. basically he was yeah that's what? that's i mean there's more there's more to it than that, but yeah that, those are I would agree with all of that
0: does everybody feel uncomfortable in this room right now about what she's saying, Larry? What are you feeling? I would ask her concept of who God is, she's kind of described it, she thinks it's um. She doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Well, I she doesn't heard, believe the same thing. I got that written down. I, I
1: mm-hmm. got that written down. And then I heard what she just said. I didn't get the names of what she, her little friend is, or, or being. What she, she said gotta, being, being, her being is.
0: So, so here's my question. Here's my. Oh, here, I'll, I'm going to say uh-huh. this statement before Larry goes into what he says that. That a, a, a concern, I don't know if it's concern of anybody in this room or in this church, but a concern of Christians is that if aliens really are real, then they're demonic. Because why would God need to send a, um a, aliens to earth um, to assist him whenever aliens really aren't in the Bible? It's not one of the prophecies or anything else like that. So most Christians would say that these aliens are demonic. Would you agree with that, Larry? What, what would you say to that?
1: I believe a eh, long time ago, I believed that sure there's other life forms out there now, um
0: you don't even believe they exist, no
1: no, I do not, yeah. but then again, I mean you know that's beyond my comprehension, and it's not and it does not affect if me. they Therefore, do I what do you think i I choose not to have if there are. I boy you're going to paint this little box for me to climb in aren't you I
0: think I'm personally uh, if you want me to say it first you're I communicating think communicating with
1: it. anything in the spirit world and this is she ha- hasn't actually voiced that they came down and talked to her personally you know she says she sees
0: she's speaking to UFOs. in the spiritually right a lot
1: of people see UFOs that's a physical manifestation that is something in the physical that's not in the spiritual. So is she speaking in the spiritual or is she speaking yeah, Joy, in the Yeah, we haven't physical? asked
0: that. Are you speaking to these um, being spiritually or are you actually physically speaking with them?
3: Both, mo- but mostly it's spiritual, mostly. but I've had, okay. But I've had actual physical encounters.
0: If
1: it is physical, I mean, if it is spiritual, then it is demonic.
0: You think they're demonic if it's spiritual? Yes. Why do you think that?
1: Because we only have the spiritual and the physical. Now she said that she has had physical uh, contact with things. Um, angels have been seen. Demons have been seen. Uh, did you have physical contact with it? I don't know. I mean, I'm. I would have to ask that question. Can they cross uh, yeah. over lines? Can Can they cross over lines between the physical and the spiritual? I.
0: Oh, ask what's that? Answer yes. that question.
1: I'm hearing yes. Can
0: aliens cross over from spiritual to um, physical, back and forth?
3: Yes, it, it's all vibration and dimension. Yes,
0: that's where it's kind of just so, blowing know, yeah, my yeah, mind a little bit. She's going
1: on the con- concept of different dimensions, and they are able to go in between the the, the dimensions back and forth.
0: Yeah, um,
3: correct. correct.
0: What? Why do aliens want? Why do you, why what do aliens want to do here? What's their purpose?
3: So that, yes, that's going to depend on which one. So this is where I will agree with you guys in that um, there are some that are horrible and I have dealt with them as well. Um, So in fact, I, and I've had some, these are videos I did a while ago, so you probably wouldn't see them. I've actually had videos on if you think you have, um, if if you've dealt with that. Um, So for instance, like I said, I'm, I'm an abduct, I think I'm an abductee. I've had beautiful, the most beautiful experiences, and I had horrific experiences. And before you are taken a lot of times, and this is gets interesting when it comes to sleep paralysis, a lot of times you are, and it, it can happen right before sleep. Um, there is a process that happens, basically, your free will is gone, and you can't move, you are paralyzed, but there are ways to break out of that. <laughs> but I've, and since I've learned that, Um, on top of that, as well as just doing as much work as I can on myself and on a spiritual level of only wanting to connect with whatever it is that comes from God or the best and highest. I would, I would say is the same thing to me. Um, so it just, it depends. There are awful ones. And like you guys were talking about a war, I completely agree when it comes to the spiritual and, When it comes to even that type of stuff, which we have more and more information that keeps coming out. So it depends on which ones. The ones that I deal with are called the Pleiadians. They are very beautiful, humanoid versions of us. They're the closest, my understanding is they're the closest relation to us in terms of like they would almost be like our cousins. Um, And they are here to help. They want to help assist human beings in evolving into the best people that we can be to help bring back beautiful technology so that people don't have to experience as much suffering, um, illness. They have a whole system set up that is really, really cool. That basically like they get to live pretty happily and peacefully, but they want to help us. And they see that basically most of us, um, are oppressed on this planet by our government leaders and all these things. And they want to help with that. But what's their plan?
0: What's their plan of helping
3: well, um, so in, in, ter- okay. So you mean like that the good ones, what is their plan and helping us? What's their plan? Um, what- like,
0: how do they want to go about it?
3: So that's a little bit, that's a little bit tricky, a little bit nuanced. So like, for instance, if I were talking to B right now, which I can, and I ask him, he kind of laughs at me and he's like, we don't even fully know the plan. So basically what that means is that Number one, with free will, and on top of that, you're dealing with the mass collective of so many people on this planet, not to mention their people, um, they have to do everything very, very carefully. One of the big plans is they want to help get the leaders or the people that are in charge, they're very negative, out of those places. Um, they want to help with a lot of the evil things like child trafficking, that sort of stuff. So those are some things where they come down cry to help and i think that there are like these guys talked about there are wars going on that we don't know about <laughs> like or that we see things and then we're told oh this isn't the case this is something else so on top of that they want to bring back suppressed technology Actually, going through chronic illness the way i have i don't believe people should be sick like they are here and when you think about jesus jesus is rocking around healing people who so are they want um, to bring back
0: who are they going to put in office who are they going to put in the positions themselves
3: oh I- Yeah, no, that's, that's a lot of nuanced political stuff that I would have no idea about. I wouldn't know. I think for them, they don't necessarily, here's how I understand it, especially from the way they run their societies. They have these loose based governing bodies, but they don't really have leaders. Everything really comes more from, they really actually, not like we have, I feel like all of our elections are rigged in general, right? But like, um. Everything comes from a real, honest, like, group collective of what do the people want and what's best for everybody, and trying to come from that place. And they have a loose-based system of governing bodies to help with that. So they're not looking to come take over or invade. They more kind of like, hey, we want to come hang out and reconnect with you guys and help you guys because you've been screwed over. And to help you guys helps us. Sounds and like, that's kind of how they look at it.
2: Sounds like Star Trek.
3: I was thinking the Borg. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was thinking
0: the Borg. Myself. Well, that, that
2: was the dark side of of the collective, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Right, but, so we're. At, I was going to bring it up too. So oh, we're, it, at, I, we're at 140. I want to. I want to kind of wind this thing down before, because sometimes these final statements take forever, and I don't want to go too far over two just, hours. Just so. a quick, one quick question okay. first. Mark, um, uh, uh, do uh, your quick question, and then do your final statement. Okay.
2: Okay. Hey, Joy, have you ever heard of a yeah. show called Coast to Coast with George Norrie?
3: I love i don't watch it often but i love coast to coast i love when i hear clips so yeah i know coast to coast
2: i feel like i totally feel like we're on an episode of coast to coast with george nori oh <laughs> i hope in a good way <laughs> it's just interesting um thank you uh for sharing um what your experiences and and your beliefs i i i i don't agree i've got a i kind of take my stand with with god's word i i I see what you're saying and I can see how you you could believe those things just like I'm sure you can see how I, I can believe the things that I believe. And the only thing I have to stand on is the, is the Bible. Um, that's the only thing I've found in my life that is consistent and I don't have to worry about what my opinions are. Um, it's written down. It's established. It's, it's the rock, you know, and, and you know, that – that answer to your question about Jesus Christ was a very subtle response. Um, you know, did God come in the flesh? Did he die for the redemption of our sins? Has he been raised again? Is he in heaven? Uh, yeah, Jesus came, but many Jesuses have come. Um, basically, it doesn't seem to me that that's a yes. It seems um, ambiguous and and. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I, it's really been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you for coming on. I, I really, I, I guess that's about all all I have to, to say about that. Larry? Angela?
1: I do have a question this time. So you said something like it caught my eye that you were talking about a, like a sleep paralysis. Do you talk to these people while you're
3: sleeping or is it like while you're awake? She. Oh, I, no, I, uh, both, more so. Uh, I do some stuff with sleep and dreams. So when ab- abductions happen, yeah, that's always at night, from my understanding. Um, unless there's other stuff going on that I wouldn't be aware of, which is highly possible. But uh, no, this was uh, this most of what I do and like the conversations I have is all during the day when I'm awake. However, I do have memories and I do remember very specific times of being on ships or specific things like that, and that happened when I was asleep.
0: Okay, Larry.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on, Joy. Um, I've I've got so many questions; they're just blasting through my head. I know, case, me too. And I'm even, like, why are I, we
3: at, Why are we at one forty five
1: already? I, I can't even.
3: By the way, if you guys have questions, I know you have a show. Respect that. I'm I'm happy to answer questions. <laughs> You're more than welcome to ask.
1: Well, I usually share a, a Bible verse. And I'm going to share First Timothy four one. Okay, the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars, whose consciousnesses have been seared with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain... Well, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what to think about that, but I, I do know that this verse run, was running through my head because I was over here looking in Ephesians, and that one kept coming back to me. We have to be extremely careful. With discernment or not, we have to be extremely careful what we have allowed to guide us and the one thing that i guess affects me the most is that in our belief system there is only one way to heaven and it doesn't come any other way but jesus christ
0: that's it okay my turn um joy thank you for coming on i appreciate it um that I like I, like he said I have a lot of questions too um stuff like this makes us super uncomfortable I can tell everybody's very uncomfortable this week in here yeah, and I'm, s- I'm sorry if that's um, I'm sorry if that's coming through to you that's not it's definitely not our intention for this and they they get uncomfortable because I don't tell them who's coming on the show until we are walking in the room so um this one this one probably hit them off guard a little bit too so um but I I do agree with them in the statement that we have to be careful, and it makes me nervous for you of maybe you not. I think it's easy for us to get tricks. I think it's easy for me to get tricked. That's why um, God says for us to stay vigilant all the time. Like, I get tricked easily. I, I watch other people, very intelligent people get tricked all the time, and I just think Satan is more... Um, capable of tricking us than anybody. And so I think we have to be careful of that. Um, I hope that's not what's going on with you right now. I would encourage you, my My advice to you, if you, if, if I know you don't know me from Adam and you're like, this guy's just some weirdo on the internet. But my advice to you would be, because I think it's pretty clear that you have a powerful spiritual gift. I think that's clear. And um, I think you should get into a good Pentecostal church that would help you, um, grow that gift, um, into something great to use for the army of God. Um, but that would be, that, that would be what I would say, but thank you for coming on and the floor is yours.
3: Okay. So I'll try to make it brief because I know y'all want to get, get your show ended. So first of all, thank you for having me. Um, And I do want to say, and I I know this wasn't what you guys were saying, because to kind of put you at ease. I apologize if anybody is uncomfortable. I hope you guys can hear that. It's not at all my intention to make anybody uncomfortable. And I want you guys to know if you are uncomfortable, which I do pick up on, I'm going to take it as though it's concern out of love for me as a human being. So just so you guys are aware, like, that's how I'm going to take that. So even if it is uncomfortable, I do appreciate the concern. Because I think at the end of the day, I don't think you guys are here like I've seen the show, you're not here to judge me, right? No, like, exactly. I, think you guys on, I think on the, the base level, I think what we all share is that we want to be a gift to humanity through God and through help in whatever way we're led to do that. And here's, here's what I would love for you guys to just, because you guys think about, which I appreciate, you know, like regardless of whether or not I agree or have the same beliefs, I don't think I'm right. I, my goal is not to be white, my, right? my goal is to learn in general with everything I do. So I'll try to come into everything I can with an open mind. And this is what I would like to say regarding the ET stuff. Because a lot of the concerns you've had, there's a reason it took me up until 37 years old to talk about some stuff, because I wasn't sure. But I really felt the calling from God that this is my purpose. Purpose is to help educate people on the different beings outside of our earth. And that I would say this, just as God will call us to be our best and highest selves and help everybody the best and highest way that God directs us to, there are also other beings outside of earth that God can do that with as well. But I don't think we should limit God's love or God's blessings just to human beings. That's what I would say for that. And I appreciate you guys listening and taking the time to take it in.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. And mine really, like, I just wanted to say this cause I didn't want you to think that like, um, even on top of that statement where you said that we we love you and that's why we say that out of concern. But like, I just really think it would um, be cool to see where God takes this spiritual gift of yours. You know, I think spiritual gifts are like one of the most interesting things um, about God. I think that's really cool. Um, And that's that's the coolest part about our job here in this podcast is that we get to talk to so many people that have cool gifts like this. And um, and I just I would like to see you in a community of people that where you talk about this stuff that people wouldn't think you were weird. Like we don't think you're weird. We I mean we hear you could go I back and listen it. to thirty seven episodes, you know. We've we've heard some pretty pretty crazy stuff, you know. So I would just like to see you in a group of people that doesn't think you're weird and that you could say this stuff and people wouldn't bat an eye at you. That would that's what I wanna see. So um hey, But you yeah. and me
3: both. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> There you go. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, thank you for coming on so much, and I appreciate it. And I'll, I'll talk to you soon on um TikTok as well. I'll be talking to you on there.
3: No worries. You guys have a good day. Okay. Thanks. It was nice to meet everybody. You,
0: you too. too. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Silence in the room, huh? Oh,
2: I just want to say
0: this as kindly and lovingly as possible. Did I
1: sound? really that bad
2: well
0: okay no i think i don't think anybody was rude i think we i think we were almost there i think we were toting on that line i think um, i think a part of it i think of a part of it is too i'm sitting here thinking during the show i'm like i'm like man a part of me feels like i should probably start telling you guys who we're having on but i didn't know all that either i don't research them either
2: I, i don't think we would be doing our job as christians if we we're completely silent to that because that's the antithesis of what God is saying in the Bible.
1: I honestly think that if
2: she, she is listening, might be listening to God, but it's not the Christian God. It's the God God of the world. It's the God of the world. It's the God of the air. That is, that is,
1: if you look at Ephesians four, sorry, this is, this is the one I almost read. Okay. Um, let me go just right here. I'll just start in 14 Four Ephesians four fourteen. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the ways and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth and love, we will in all things grow unto him who is the head that is Christ
2: so speaking okay. the truth in love
1: that's yeah. our job and i yeah. and we're supposed to speak the truth in love but w- listen
0: and, and she's i don't think we hurt her feelings or anything no, i, mean, I don't no think but so.
1: i i do feel that there is so much deception in the world yep. and with the different generations you can see i mean like right off the bat her mention of zombies and, and <laughs> you know with communion was some concept I never, never believed in. And and then there's also a difference being raised Pentecostal and being raised Catholic. Big difference. Yeah, okay. Big
0: difference. And I also think like we're in Jude right now in the, in pastor Gary's class on Wednesday nights. And I think um, Jude does a good job about explaining in the last days about how there's going to be spiritual gifts that aren't from God. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, her spiritual gifts, is, but it's not being used for God. Like that's where I started. Like it was all fun and games to me until she said that she, her job was to usher in the aliens and make us comfortable with them being around us. And we're like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Whoa!" Like, can can I can I tell you a book that
2: my mother, <clears throat> who was a devout Christian, had in her library? I don't know. I was a voracious leader reader, and I don't know where it came from. Um. But it was this book about, and I don't know who it was written by. I could probably sit and research it, but it was a guy who basically said that he went to area 15 or 13 or whatever it was, 51, after the alien crash in Roswell, right? They actually got an alien. My hands are in quotation marks. And that this alien showed them videotape or imagery of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and said, we're the ones that did that. We've seeded your religion. We've done all this to establish a religion in Western society. Now, do you see why I don't, why that really worries me?
0: Yeah, because you read that book. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talk
2: about Bob Lazard? It might have been. but But the whole thing of that was, you know, to my mind, what instantly went off after I did a revelation study was, well, that's how. How do you fool all
0: the nations of the earth? Exactly. That's my deal. It's like, it's like all these things from Revelation is gonna come to pass. How are there still gonna be people that no, don't believe? It's through cunning stuff like that. And, like.
2: and what have we when was science fiction introduced? And what are we constantly and totally inundated with from the time we start raising up Star Trek, Star Wars? It's like it's all being prepared. It's yeah. prepared and desensitizing the mind H. of men. HG
1: Wells.
0: HG Wells. War of the world. I mean, War and think, of the world. About, On radio. think about think about that to
1: freak people out.
0: Think about the beast, the antichrist that's coming to and yeah. doesn't it say that he's going to like heal people? Yeah, he's he's going to perform signs miracles. and miracles. Like that's the thing. Like even it says that even some of the elect will be deceived. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine how hard it would be? Not to believe if this giant spacecraft, this being that was healing people. Can you imagine that if you weren't it would plugged shake, into God? It would
2: shake the very foundations of your core. Of what of you believe. And he said that system. we
0: seeded your faith. We seeded your faith. Christianity is, we planted it there. Like everyone in this room, I don't think you would. But everyone Why? in this what do, room would, What do you mean? Every, everyone in this room would go, maybe, hmm. maybe he's got a point. I don't think your faith is shakable. Like I think you're you're in it. I don't think your faith is. You're like that. You're like. Did
1: I really strike you that way?
0: Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you. I don't think you'd even. Yeah. That bounce right off your deflectors. Yeah, (laughs) you. You'd you'd be. But you know, I know. I know. Me and Mark would at least like. You know, like I think we'd be. I think me and Mark would be like. We would think about it for like a split second, and then we would. We'd probably come talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be like I ain't going nowhere be like, Yeah, you're right, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, you I, know I, I I appreciate
1: I have no mic. There you go. Okay. I appreciate sorry. that you guys think that way about me. I, I I appreciate the fact that God has given me that opportunity to be a rock. Yeah. In yeah. my belief. And and yeah. that, that I can you know, people have said stuff lately that and i've asked Darcia, why are people you know why why would they say that and she do they really see me that way kind of thing you know and i've i've been questioning that because i don't want anybody looking to me for inf-
2: nobody does larry you always point up yeah. So, That's no, what I'm saying nobody's building a big expectation
0: of you. It's no, just that you're a, you're a witness for God. There's you're always pointing up. There's there's things there's things in your Christian walk that I don't want to be like you at all, but there's definitely some things in your Christian walk that I definitely do would like ab- about you. And I'm sure you have the same thing for me for me and I'm sure you look at Mark it's the same thing. It's not like we're we're not trying to put you on a, on pedestal, a pedestal or yeah. or make you but That is, I mean, I'm just being truthful. I really think if uh, the biggest alien can come down on the world and he can start healing people and you'd be like. Larry would be like, whatever.
1: Satan. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: Satan. Larry would
0: throw a spear
1: at him right away. (laughs) Why why is that? I'd start praying.
2: Why is that? Because there's two options. The fancy made up lies of Satan, which are plentiful. And and they are coming. Turn on the TV. Yeah. It's being pounded into us every second of every day or the living word of God. What's your choice to be? And if it's not according to word, what, what is the next word? What's the next verse? What it, if it's not according to if the word, there is no truth truth in yeah. it. it, it cr- this is the good. only
1: truth right here. Right.
2: It may sound good, it may make you feel good, yeah. it may make you feel important, it may Satisfy some little craving or resentment you copped at some point in your life or or rationalize to hurt and explain to hurt. But if it's not according to the word, there's no truth in it. And I think I'm going to say this and I'm going to get in trouble, but I think that's why we're seeing so many of the people we talk to come out of Catholicism because so much of that construct of religion is not biblical. Yeah. And they, their, their detectors go off. And so, as children and as teens, the first, the biggest thing we can do is start punching holes in. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't, we're praying to dead people. You know, Um, I'm eating, you know, I got to drink the blood and eat the body. You know, there are things going off. Priests are, Doing this or that or these constructs that are man-made, not God-made, mm-hmm. then the whole then they run from that, and they're just God- and they have these spiritual We're, gifts. Their,
0: of course their spiritual gifts don't go anywhere. It's just being honed by her research on the internet. It's being honed by her research on the internet, and she's a child of God. She's in search of God. I believe her when she says that she's talking to these things, and I believe her when she says that she's she's being used as a resource to usher these things in. And I just, I just, I mean, Joy, I'm sorry we're talking about this right now. I just, I just think, I think you need to take some consideration on what these things could possibly be. So, yeah. I mean, so,
1: to, to to people who don't believe. In any of this, it, w- it would be hard for them to have clear vision on impossible. what's Almost coming at impossible. us. I like what you, you said.
0: Know. We'll end on this. I like what you said that that's why that you have the authority of that is because we don't have to ask questions. We don't have to play games. We don't have to... We don't have to go anywhere else. We just go straight to that, and we can find all the answers and that all we need right in that, with prayer and supplication, and with what's in that. Man, that's that's our authority.
1: And this says that there are going to be people that have healed in the name of Christ, who mm-hmm. has raised the dead in the name of Christ. Isn't who it ha- crazy? And, and yet, not know Christ.
0: Isn't it crazy that Pastor Gary's preaching on Jude right now and is giving all that like answers to like. Um, the future of the these gifts and stuff that we're able to have an answer for it right now—it's pretty cool. But we've got a long ways before, like Pastor Gary could have an answer for everything that these people say right now, and it should, we've got a long yep. ways to go before we can get there. It's Because the Bible has an answer for every question. And he just knows God. the Bible. Yeah, I was reading he's the story of a lot longer than we have. Yep. I read the story of story of Gideon recently, and I just realized I was like how. How God's the same God; He talks to us the same way as He always has. He He shows us visions the same way He's always has. But I truthfully believe that there's more visions and wonders going on right now because He's pouring out His Spirit in His last days, and that's really cool. I'm glad to be a part of it. So I just wish I wish you'd help me a little bit to figure out what my gift is, because um, and help me hone it because I really want to know what Tiffany needs to do this weekend. <laughs>
1: I got to reveal that when it's time.
0: Okay, let's get out of here. Love you guys. Thanks for coming in today. Larry, say your thing.
1: Jesus loves you, and so do I.
0: Thank you for watching and listening. We are out. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.